0: Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church celebrates the feast of Jesus' ascension into heaven, which really is the culmination of Easter. Maybe for us to better understand this feast is to clear up maybe some misconceptions. The ascension is not. Not Jesus undertaking a journey through space and time, as if he's an astronaut rocketing through the cosmos. Remember, after the resurrection, time and space doesn't apply to Jesus anymore. That's why he appears to the apostles, even though the doors are locked. Or in Corinthians, Paul says that Jesus appeared to 500 people simultaneously. This is because Jesus lives in another dimension that is separate from the dimension we live in. When Jesus ascends back into heaven, he ascends into a higher dimension, a dimension of God's own life. The ascension is really Jesus passing out of our dimension, a dimension that is governed by space and time, into the dimension of God's way of being. Now, why is this important for us? It's because... When Jesus rose from the dead, he rose with his humanity and his divinity fully intact. When he left the tomb, he didn't leave his grubby human nature behind. No, he rose with both natures intact. So too, when he ascends back into heaven, he ascends with his humanity and his divinity fully intact. Now our human nature, which we share with Jesus, is now elevated to heaven into God's way of being. We can say heaven now has accommodated itself for humanity, which now gives us the hope and the promise that we will aspire and share in the ascension of Jesus Christ ourselves, just like our ancestors did. Now, when we think of the ascension, it may call to mind near-death experiences or phenomenons. recently read about a story. There was a young woman who was brought to the ER for all intents and purposes she was dead she wasn't breathing her heart stopped beating and so they brought her into the er to try and revive her well the first doctor walked into her room and started working on her and then the second doctor walked in now he specialized in trauma cases and the first doctor said to the second doctor thank god you're here and so the two doctors along with nurses and other healthcare professionals worked, and they managed to revive this woman, but she was in a coma, and she remained in that coma for a few weeks. And after she came out of the coma, the two physicians visited her, and she recognized them both. She pointed to one, and she said, you know, you were the first one to enter into the room, and you were the second physician to enter in, and you were the one that said, thank God you're here. Now, both doctors were flabbergasted by this, How could she know this? And for all intents and purposes, she was dead. Well, she told them that she had an out-of-body experience, and she saw everything that was transpiring in that room. She proceeded then to describe all the people that came into that room, as well as their names. Now, if that wasn't amazing enough, she told the two doctors. She said, now, there are a pair of red basketball shoes on a windowsill on the 7th floor on the east wing. Well, the doctors didn't know what she was talking about. They didn't believe her. So she repeated it again. There are a pair of red basketball shoes on a windowsill on the 7th floor on the east wing. And so someone checked, and sure enough, she was right. The woman claimed that as they were working on her to revive her, she floated around the hospital and saw all these things. Now, do I tell this story because I believe in near-death experiences? No. But the ascension opens us up to a mode of being that transcends time and space so that the ascension of Jesus Christ awakens in us the hope we will follow Jesus in ascending into heaven along with our ancestors who have gone before us. And see, this is what we all long for. This is why we believe and have faith. And this is why we come to Mass every week. We pray every day. The way we live out our faith is because we all hope that one day we will all follow in the ascension into heaven ourselves. Now, what else does the ascension signal for us? A deep desire to worship. At the end of the passage in the first reading, it says, The apostles returned to Jerusalem, and they devoted themselves to prayer. So the apostles just witnessed Jesus ascend into heaven and awakened in them a great desire to worship. In the gospel, it says, they spent day and night in the temple worshiping God. Our worship, every time we come to Mass, is not just for ourselves. At Mass, we participate in that heavenly life. And that's what we read about several weeks ago. John in Revelation He had a glimpse of heaven, and he saw the angels and the saints gathered around God in worship and praise, which is exactly what we do every time we gather for Mass. Now, at the very beginning of Mass, we bless ourselves, don't we? Now, we are recognizing all three persons of the Holy Trinity are with us, but we are also situating ourselves to God, recognizing their presence right here and now at Mass, But it doesn't stop there. If you listen to the prayers at Mass, throughout the entire Mass, we are constantly praying to the Father through the Son in union with the Holy Spirit. More to it, because God is present in our midst at Mass, the angels and the saints are also present with us. And why not? The angels and the saints are always around God, giving Him right worship and praise. And so, they're with us at Mass. And why not? Now, we don't see them with the naked eye, but we see them with eyes of faith. That's why we recognize their presence right before we sing, Holy, Holy, Holy. The priest says, as part of the Eucharistic prayer, may our voices blend with all the saints and the angels as we acclaim. And so we recognize their presence around us. It doesn't stop there. When we come forward to receive the Eucharist, we receive what Thomas Aquinas refers to as the panis Angelicus, the bread of the angels. What we are eating is exactly what the angels are eating in heaven. Now, throughout the Mass, we orientate ourselves to look beyond this world that we live in now, straining to the world to come, the world of heaven. That's why the Great Ascension awakens in us that liturgical desire for heaven. Now, what's the paradox? Well, one could say, well, well, does that mean we should ignore this world that we live in and focus only on getting to heaven? No, I would argue just the opposite. The more we are straining towards heaven, the more we are fixed on that world and that life to come that awaits us all, the more we are dedicated to this world, the more we want to make positive difference in our life and in this world. Give you a good example of this. Two modern day saints, Mother Teresa and John Paul II, both made great contributions to transform the 20th century. And they did it because they had their eyes fixated on the goal, which is heaven. And so for us, it's precisely in mass that motivates us to change our lives in this world for the better. Great analogy would be a marathon runner. A marathon runner, maybe halfway through the marathon, three-quarters of the way through, begins to feel like they're about to hit the wall. They're losing energy. And suddenly, they glimpse. And they see, they catch a glimpse of the finish line. And then they say to themselves, I can do it. I can do it. Despite the fact that they have very little energy left, and despite the fact that their whole body is on fire with pain, they say to themselves, I can do it. I see that finish line. And then they motivate themselves to cross that finish line. Well, I think the ascension is our spiritual finish line. And every time we come to Mass, we catch a glimpse of that finish line. And that motivates us to continue on in our faith life. Despite the pain or the challenges that we may have in our life, we summon the courage deep within inside of us, the courage of the Holy Spirit to continue on in our faith. That's why at the end of Mass, the priest will say, go now to love and serve the Lord. Well, now that we have caught a glimpse of heaven through the Mass, yes, we can do just that. Go out into the world and live out our faith, despite the challenges or the struggles we may have in life. We can do it. One last thing to think about. Yes, Jesus ascends back into heaven, and now the work of the church commences. Jesus leaves, and in leaving, he leaves room for us, the church, to continue his work. What's the key for each and every one of us? Keep our eyes fixated on the goal, the goal of heaven. And it's precisely then that we become aware of our obligation to change this world, to change our lives for the better. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.